Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. Do, 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 do. Hi. Welcome sure. to the Chips yeah. and Bits podcast. I'm Kenny Myers. And I'm Matthew Anderson. And today we're going to talk about Pyre. spot <laughs> what a boring fucking intro well it's your job well, i was singing and you didn't sing no oh, uh, i'm sorry i didn't how embarrassing for you do you want to start over again uh sure one two three four welcome, welcome everybody to, to the chips and bits podcast i'm kenny i'm matthew wait are we singing our names <laughs> All right. Want, want to start over again? Yeah, ready? One, two, three, <laughs> four. Welcome, everybody, to the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm Kenny. I'm Matthew. You sang it again. <laughs> Wasn't I supposed to? No, we're not singing. Oh, sorry. It's like the music plays over. They don't sing in the mouse club. I was just doing the like low All voice right. R&B. Today, thing. we are talking about Pyre, 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 a game that... Wasn't on our radar whatsoever. Nope. Not at all. And then I read reviews, and they were like, it's really good. And I was like, oh, check it out. And then one night, I'm like, well, I'm just play it for 10 minutes before I get started on our next game. And then I told Matt, okay, we're stopping. We're changing the schedule to play Pyre. Which was perfect for me, because uh, our previous game, the uh, which will not be named, uh, that we podcasted about, sucked the life out of me. And I really just needed... Matt was about ready to stop playing video games. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. And I just needed, a, you know, a nice, bright, shorter, maybe indie, you know, game. Yeah. Every once in a while, we need these little indie games because the other games take forever. Yeah. And we're old. And we don't do this full time. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Big quotes there. <laughs> yep. So, uh, how... Who... Let me try and describe Pyre to you. Oh, yeah. This will be fun. So, everyone knows about basketball. You know about basketball? I know a little bit. Uh, think of it as a shorthand NBA Jam three versus three basketball game. Okay. I'm with you. Except it's set in an incredibly, I would say, high fantasy, if that's a genre that exists. Yeah. Some sort of just like crazy fantasy world. Mm -hmm. The best way to describe it is if you've ever seen the artwork for heavy metal and Yellow Submarine. <laughs> and you put them together. That's, yeah. that's probably the artwork for Pyre. It's beautiful. Yeah. It mirrors their previous games in many ways, Bastion and Transistor. This is Supergiant Games who made it. And the goal of the game is to put out an enemy's Pyre, essentially their hoop. Yeah. And the, the way you do that hoop. is by running or throwing a ball a into the hoop. orb. Yeah, with one, <clears throat> and one of which includes running yourself into the fire. Yeah. And then you get temporarily banished. You have, I think, up to eight characters total in the whole playthrough. Mm -hmm. uh, all of which have different skills and are have RPG-like skill trees. Yes. Each unique. Mm -hmm. And each with their own play style. Yeah, some of them are fast, some of them are slow, some of them can jump far, some of them can't jump at all. 
Many of which include a sea bog witch demon. Uh, a dog with a mustache. A dog with a mustache, optionally. Because you can shave it off. You make a decision at Spoiler. some point. I wonder Spoiler. if that would have affected the game. Like if Why you had shaved shave the dog. Of course I did. Oh yeah. Well, we won't. We'll never. We'll know never then. know. Uh, a like generic Nathan Drake style character. I didn't get Nathan Drake from him at all. But yeah, he's Hedwin. Yeah, he's the he's the balanced character. He's just like the generic guy. Yeah. A giant lady with horns. Yes. A warrior with a harpy. Ram horns. Yep. Um a eyeball <clears throat> on a weird horse. A worm. Thing. A worm. Yeah, a worm with an eyeball, right? A worm with an eyeball. And a there's there's one more I'm missing. There's a couple more. There's Tizo, the little imp guy. There's an imp. Tizo. Then oh, there's, there's the a, tree person. The tree guy. And then there's uh the the girl, the crazy girl. Oh, Shay. Yeah. Who's like literally a, a manic Bay. pixie dream girl. Mine was Bay. Manic you, you pixie dream. Gr- oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I named mine Shay. Mine was Bay. You just Bay because because Bay. Okay. Uh Manic Pixie Dream Girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so that's your cast of characters playing a game of basketball, mind you. And you go up against characters of similar type. Most of the teams are composed of those, like, races, so yep. to speak. Yep. But you're a special snowflake. But not only that, you're trying to bring down an empire in the game that you're playing during the whole thing. Traveling in a wagon across the world, making choices that give you options on who will play best in the next game. And in some cases, screwing you on who will play best in the next game. Yeah, and it's not just a wagon. It's a wagon that can transform into a boat that can also fly. Yeah. <laughs> For each season. Because there's seasons. Yeah, that's a good way to word it. Yeah, there's there's play there's playthroughs. And each time you play through, you lose one of your characters. It may be one of the most unique games I've ever played. Yeah, because we just spent what I can't think six minutes describing it, and it's still we didn't really describe all of it. I can't think of a single game that I feel like everyone should play just to see where they land on it. <laughs> right? Yeah, because even though it's difficult to describe, you definitely kind of know within the first three minutes of playing the game whether you think I. That's actually a lie. It's like five minutes until you get to the first basketball game. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Because you got to go through the. There's you know, a the lot of story, conversation. Conversation. Conversation like straight '90s RPG conversation. Yeah. Like hit X to continue. Read all the text. Yeah. And like they make like you know those uh, they make sounds like Zelda. You know. Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you you'll know really quickly. I I imagine you either think this game is amazing, and you can't imagine not playing it. Or you're like, this is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't even care. I don't even know if like a person exists who I've shown this to who isn't interested, like interested in playing this game. Yeah, I haven't shown it to anyone, so I don't know. I don't have any feedback for that. You don't have any friends. That's your problem. No. Uh, so we, well, we should talk about what you thought of the game, if you liked it or not. I loved it. Loved? I loved this game. Oh, sweet. Yeah, no, I thought this game was brilliant. Huh? I loved every minute of it. Interesting. My only complaint was that uh, sometimes the dialogue could be a little slow. It could get a little... Ch- but, I mean, I play fucking JRPGs. That's like my bread and butter is all that long dialogue. Yeah. Uh, 
I liked how they made you choose a character. Essentially, every time you go through, you choose a character who will no longer be on your team. And as a part of the story, they're technically helping in the uprising in the Commonwealth. Yeah, so you're in the underworld. If you win. You're all criminals in some way. Right. And you've been cast down into this underworld from the world above. Right. And in the world above, there's a ruler who's not good, and you're trying to overthrow them. And the way you're doing that is you're going to try and... Pope. Yeah, you're going to play this basketball game with your bandits, and if you can win enough uh, of them in a season, you get to go to the finals, <laughs> right. the championship. And the championship is essentially you nominate one of your characters to get sent back uh, from the underworld up into the regular world where they're going to organize your troops back there on your behalf and help you overthrow the government or whatever. Right. <laughs> that sounds crazy. But that's what the story of the game is. It's insane. <laughs> Let alone that the announcer is the Pope. What do you mean? Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a the this this game more than any other uh, has. Well, their game, Supergiant Games, has great voice work, mm -hmm. and in particular, there's an announcer like you would get in any sports game. Except in this game's particular case, it's the space Pope watching over you. Yeah, and he he sounds like. He sounds like a British Jack Black kind well, of. Well, do your voices. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's... You are about to play in a match. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of like that. The Night Wings have won again. Have won again. And the more you win, the more uh, disappointed he is that he can't make you lose. And Did you it. lose? No, I didn't lose once. Did you restart? No. Really? What do you mean? Like, you were losing a match and you... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I restarted a lot. Yeah. Well, we should have talked about that because there's an entire path of this game. Like, you can lose and keep going. Yeah, there were several times. Um, the one that comes to mind when I think of it now is one of your characters, the Harpy. Um, Tabitha. Pamitha. Tabitha. Pamitha. Pamitha. Her Pam sister's Tabitha. Or, okay. Yeah, whatever. They're all Ethas. Well, I almost spilled my beer. Um, anyways, you go up against her clan, uh, and she used to be a member of this clan, and you get an option where it's like, hey, um, I don't want to say this, but I kind of hope my sister wins so we can send her back. Right. And I, at, that was the first time in the game where I was like, huh, I could lose this battle and see what happens. Right. But of course, I'm not going to lose. No. So I didn't. I didn't either. But it makes me want to go back and see what happens if you do. So my first one to send was Generic Man. Headwind? Headwind. Oh, I kept him a long time. Yeah, because he's the easiest one, and you like to make things easy for yourself. No, it was because uh, I had looked at his tree, uh, his skill tree, and he had this skill that uh, allowed you to resurrect people. Interesting. So I was like, well, that's going to be valuable. Yeah. And so I kept him around. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah. I got great. rid of him. Uh, my first one was Headwind. Who was your first one? Oh, you were some Tizo. Yeah, I got rid of Tizo. Because he was just too hard to play. He was around for me till actually, I think he might have been the last one I sent home. Really? No, I sent the tree guy home. He was the one before him. Gosh, I, I just could not play with that character. Because he was all about effects, like damage effects, and you would always kill himself. <laughs> yeah, but he had, a, he, had a, he had a thing where he would kill himself, and he would take out a bunch of people that uh, like, almost immediately respawn in a skill tree. Oh, yeah. So like, he just became this really great bomb. But see, that's one of the great things about this game. Is yeah, that yeah, you can play it differently. Totally. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, the witch woman is pretty much the best. 
Uh, I liked Bay the most, or Shay in your case. She was good if you wanted to kill quickly. Yeah, because she, she had, was fast. She was super fast, and she didn't have to charge any of her abilities. She could just run around the map and just instantly nuke people. Who were your three remaining? I was left with um, the girl with the horns. I had her until the end. Bertrude, the the witch demon, the, the bog lady you were talking about. Uh-huh. And Bay. Those are my three that remained. I was left with uh, Bertrude, mm-hmm. the witch, um, the knight. The worm? The worm. Hmm. And because uh, he was fast, he became a power player for me. And I think maybe Pamatha? Yeah, the flying. I tried to, I don't know why, but I felt compelled to try and pick people that I thought would help the most. Because I, I didn't, you have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Help in the revolution. You yeah, mean. when you're sending people back. And so once I realized what was actually happening, and by the way, they do not describe this to you when you first start playing the game. So each time you get to the championships, you have to nominate one of your players to get sent back up. But you can only nominate certain members of your team, and they're the most highly ranked players on your team. Right. So the first time you go through, I had no idea. And then you essentially had to give up one of your favorite players at that point. Right. Because the, the players that were the highest level were the ones you'd liked the best and had been leveling up Which so far. Which is so great. It was awesome. Because it just forces you to use other characters. Right. And it also forced you into this strategy moving forward where you were like, okay, I like this character. I don't like this one. But if I want to be able to get rid of that character that I don't like, I'm going to have to play as them and level them up. Right. Um, and so I tried to do that with the characters that, for whatever reason, I felt story-wise would contribute to the revolution up above. Right. Um, and so that's why I, I, I waited, because Hedwin was all, like the character that you sent first. He was always flaky. He was like wishy-washy. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, maybe if I hang on to him, uh, you know, he'll get more ferocious or something. Did he? Uh, no, not yeah. at all. <laughs> it's just the same. Um and then, obviously, I sent the, the guy who's the leader of your team that's organizing this. Right. I sent him last or second to last, I think. He uh, he was really hard to play. Yeah, he was. Did you find him hard to play, too? Yeah, exceptionally He was, hard. like, a super defensive character, and I was not used to super defense. Like, I had played the whole... I felt like he was the really, really the only defensive character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just having played... You get him very, very late in the game. And just having played offense the whole game, switching to defense is a is a huge shift. Yeah, well, so you could, if you had another character that had, one thing we haven't talked about yet is that all of your characters have this aura. And the aura is what, when you run into one of the other players on the opposing team, kills them. Right, it takes them off the match for a certain time. Yeah, it, it banishes them and then they have to respawn. Yeah. But if you pick up the orb, which is the thing you have to score with your aura go, get, get sucked into the orb and you don't have it anymore. And so then you are vulnerable to other people's attacks. Right. There were power-ups and skills that you could develop on your players that would increase the size and, and therefore the damage of your aura. And so that defensive character, I can't even remember his name anymore, Ludwig, <laughs> whatever. I can look it up. I have him right here. Uh, Lud- Ludwig von Beethoven. I think that's. I think Ludwig is correct. It's not. It's no, something it's not. like that, though. Um but yeah, he... Volfred Sandalwood. Volfred Sandalwood. There we go. I was cl- not close. Um, so you could you could level him up, and then you could also give him um, these uh, talismans that would increase the size of his aura. And he had this little defensive flower sprout that you could cast on the board somewhere yeah. that also 
could have its own aura that grew in size. And so there was a point in time, way, right when I was sending him back, where he'd finally gotten powerful enough that at the, if, I, if I picked him as my first character, I could plant his flower. At the ball. Right where the ball was. And that was perfect. And the aura would almost extend to where my team was already. And yeah. then I could one by one march my team towards the ball. And the other team just could not get past the wall. And it was a really good first score most of the time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So he was useful in that sense, but he was very difficult to play with. Yeah, I did use that strategy of spawning immediately by the ball. Yeah. I think my favorite actually was uh, playing Pamatha and like boosting up her speed quite a bit. That's so funny. I hated Pamatha. Yeah, no, I got really good with her. So I would take her and I would put her as the first character. First character always goes first. You can only control one character at a time. Yes. And there's no AI. They just stand there with their fucking auras doing nothing. <laughs> And uh, I took Bamatha, and I would go get the ball, and then immediately, like, uh, fly away. Mm -hmm. Like, just fly away and fly around. And I knew I could drag him around, and, and because and I used the obstacles, because I could easily, generally fly over the obstacles, and they wouldn't cause trouble. So Pamatha was, like, a key player for me through, like, the second half of the game, but not at the end. She became sort of uh, uh, neutered. Other players were more powerful. But she kind of helped me get through through uh, most of those games, like when they got started getting really challenging. That's funny. Um, I think my f my favorite move that I used frequently was with Bay or Shay in your case. Uh, again, she was this character that would move really fast and didn't have to charge any of her abilities. And she also had there was a a couple characters you had a taunt, and the taunt would do different things for the character. I never used the taunt. I I used it all the time. With I Bae. never used and the always taunt. with the girl with the horns because uh, if you taunted and then picked up the ball and scored with it, it was like 10 bonus damage. So she would she would take like 40 off the opposing team. I didn't pirate. even realize it was an ability until the witch. So that's like the last two seasons of the so game. So one of Bay's powers that you could get was her taunt would immediately teleport you to where the orb the was. The fact that you've been calling her Bay this whole podcast makes me slightly <laughs> uncomfortable. Hey, it was an option. I had to, I had okay. to take it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I had to. Right. Um, but so that my one of my favorite strategies was to run, like if I had her first, run to where the orb was, nuke the player that was right there, because there was always an opposing player that was trying to get to the ball before you. Right. Nuke them quickly. Pick up the orb. Throw it all the way to the other side of the map, just as far as I could. And then run around, kill all the opposing team members, because she could do that really quickly, then teleport to the ball and run it in. Huh. It was awesome. Worked almost every time. Uh, I had a real hard time with the big, big Jodariel, the horn gal, because she moves so slow. Yeah, but you can level. Oh man, I loved. It's so funny because you, I hated the players. It sounds like you loved. Yeah, and I loved the players. Like I, hated. The, I used the Worm Knight like constantly. I hated him. He was one of my favorites. No, I didn't like. Yeah, him. Yeah, I, I never used his ability, but I could. He was so quick. I could just go whoop, and I scored almost every time. And then I got his ability so that he could score more than like fifteen points, and then he just became killer. Hmm. Yeah, because Jodariel, can, she's slower, but she can score a lot. Major points. Um, so you could level her up so that um, her jump didn't require a charge, and she could double jump. I never knew you could do double jump. Yeah. So by, you know. Maybe a, I did, but I just felt like it wasted so much energy so quickly. So, and then she also had this other ability that if you take somebody out, her stamina recharges instantly. So there were points in which you could move forward with Jodariel. You could wait for the opposing team member to put themselves in a poor position, yeah. uh, ideally with the orb. Then you could double jump to where they were. Her aura would take out almost anybody on the map. So they'd get killed. Her stamina would recharge instantaneously. Yeah, You'd really quickly do your uh, taunt, which would multiply her 
pyre effect by 10, pick up the orb and double jump into their pyre and score 40 points. I mean, it was wow. amazing. I didn't even think about that. I yeah. did. You, I loved Bertrand the Witch. Bertrand was great. Like, maybe that's the one we agree on. Because yes, she you, was awesome. She, like, I leveled her up quicker than anyone because I just kept playing her because her ability was so useful. Yeah. She Are you talking kills... about the one that goes through objects? Yeah. Well, yeah. eventually you could go through objects, and and it was just like, and then she could slither really fast. Yeah. So essentially, what I do is I'd shoot out the thing, kill everyone, grab the ball, and then uh, slither to the goal re- as quickly as possible. Yeah. Oh, hold on. The the victims are are making an uprising. I need to tell them to. We've killed the opposing team. To calm it down. Their screams in the pyre. Hold on. They're rattling their chains. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that they shut up. Yeah, Bertrand was great. I liked her as well. Uh, I feel like we've talked a lot about uh, what this game is like and the characters, and that's it. <laughs> we should probably like, is there anything you didn't like? Well, first of all, uh, I haven't agreed with you yet, uh, so you don't know. Oh, that... sorry. Wait, Matt, do you love this game? Yes, I love okay, it. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> well, maybe I was like secretly holding no, you know, I knew you my didn't. cards. I know when chest. you don't like a game. It's pretty obvious. This game was great. You wear it on your face, and then you tell me I'm beating it, and I'll be over in five minutes to record. <laughs> That's when you know when I know you hate a game. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, the, the artistic style was so cool, uh, and all the mechanics in this game were very, very clever. Yeah, um, and unexpected. What didn't you like in the game? Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot I didn't. I got one. Like, I got one. Go ahead. When you got later in the game, traveling from place to place was kind of monotonous and unnecessary. Yeah, you just sort of went. You just sort of watched as you flew from like place to place. Like, just constantly just going up and down the same areas. Yeah. I mean, it was shorter. The seasons get shorter, mm-hmm. which is nice, but it's still, like, it, it got a little, like, okay, why don't we just teleport to that place, you know? Yeah, so I think if I had to pick one thing, the I, I wished, I just wished that there was more voice in the game. I didn't mind the dialogue, but that's was, your thing. You just like voice acting. I do. I, it was voice so, acting's expensive and time consuming. And you know, I I also realize depending on which characters you sent back, um, different characters that still remained with you talked about that character and talked to each other. And I assume they didn't talk to each other. Obviously, if one of them wasn't there, right? So there was entire branches I can't even imagine um, that they probably had to keep track of. And so I I totally understand why that wasn't easy to do plus we didn't lose yeah you know so there's probably a whole branch of dialogue in that that tree as well yeah but um you it wanted w- it all voiced it was just i just think it would have been so cool I, this whenever the so announcer showed up money. I, and and he talked it just had that extra effect you know where you, you just stopped but and listened. i mean they're definitely going for a style i feel like the way that the world felt versus the game itself was like almost like two separate games it was like a pen and pa- it was like an RPG, old yeah. school RPG landscape, and then you entered this basketball game for some reason. Yeah. I just think, you know, when the characters slid onto the screen in comic book RPG style, it just would have been cool if they talked to you with real voices. They did say things. I know, but it was more like... Well, they don't speak our language. I just think it would have been cool. So it's, 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 not a compl- it's not a complaint about something being bad. It's just the game wished, made me wish that it's that was It's just what case. you want in the enhanced edition. Yeah, that's really what I want. I hope this game sold well. Me too. It's fucking crazy. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, th- there were a couple... There were some really, really slight issues, uh, in my opinion, with the... Um, uh, when you collect things, inventory with the inventory system, 
Um, the shop wasn't great. You don't get a lot of money in the game. You don't get a lot of money. Um, it's difficult to understand. Some of the things that they don't discuss are really cool. Like yeah. when you accidentally find out that you have to send one of your characters back. I was like, wow, that's right. quite an insane game mechanic. But then there were other things like um, you'd unlock a talisman and it'd say, this will give you plus five to hope. And you'd be like, uh, what's that? Right. <laughs> and it wouldn't be, you know, for another five battles or something before you finally figured out, oh, hope. Oh, okay. I see what it does. Great. Um, so that was a problem. Um, you know, I don't think I ever really looked at their stats. Oh, really? Ever. Oh, yeah. They, they do uh, some of I the know, cool stuff. I know, but I didn't really look at their stats ever. Um, and then there's also this other mini game in the game where you get called. It's <laughs> so funny trying to describe this game. There's a mini game where this wraith that is stored inside of the Beyonder crystal that's you're keeping inside of your wagon that is a submarine and an airplane. Did you choose to take the crystal with you? Yes, I did. We make the same choices. (laughs) So the Beyonder crystal would call to you from time to time and give you the opportunity to battle the wraith inside of it with one of your characters only. And if you won, you got a special talisman. Which were awesome. The talisman always were the best thing you could possibly have for that character. They were like super weapons. Yeah, and they were specifically designed for that character. Um, but that just meant that almost everything that you had tried to learn about the leveling up system and the inventory management and how much things cost and you'd been selling things and saving money, it made it completely useless. Well, you could still prioritize. And then they had, you could upgrade the talismans too. Uh, you could upgrade some of them. You no. couldn't upgrade all of them. Uh, you could upgrade all of them. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you could. No, some of them were red. Trust me. No, you needed the right amount of moon dust. No, I, you could only Eventually, level it up you, to a certain level. To 20. Yes. That's where it ended. So there was at least two of them where by the time you get that character's talisman, it's it's maxed out. You can't There were can't none of them. There yes. were none of them. Anyways, that was that was one minor complaint that I had. The inventory management was kind of like I didn't know what to do. And yeah. Then I ended up having an empty inventory because I had all the I just spent things. all my money on the moon dust. Yeah. And there were like boost potions and stuff. And I was like, ah, I don't give a shit. Uh, I used some of those in the end. Yeah, I, did, I didn't care. Yeah, I use some of those. I remember. I didn't even know what stats were. I didn't even look them up. What about the stars? Uh, did you activate any of the the Titan stars? I did activate one Titan star. Only one? Yeah, I didn't do much else. Oh, than I played that. with all of them. You played with all of them on? Uh, no, not at the same time. <laughs> I played with like six at one point, though. I got an achievement for it. Wow. There is an achievement for doing all twelve, I think. Yeah, because I mean, I did the one where they recommend you do the one because it inhibits the player. Did you run into that battle? Yes. Yes. With the bog crony? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it gives you extra points, uh, and then you also get an achievement. For yeah, they're essentially mutators is what they're traditionally called, but they just make things harder on the battlefield. And you can multiply them. They look gorgeous. Everything looks gorgeous in this game. And the more of them you use, the more experience you get. Right. It's multiplied exponentially. But I didn't really use them, and I did fine. Yeah, I did fine too, but it was fun. Yeah, it was okay. I, th- I liked it. I, I don't like... I like the challenge to be in the game itself. I think the... Turning knobs to challenge yourself was a bit ridiculous. All right, Kenny. I'm a just I, call me an old codger. I just like easy, normal, and hard. That's right. These are simpler times for simpler men. Yeah. So yeah, this game's great. It's so great. Everything about it's pretty much. You great. should play Pyre. You really should. And you should support us on Patreon if you want. Yeah, you can go to chips and bitscom and there's one. all the links. To support us. Please review us on iTunes. Nobody's done it since we said it, but, uh, you know, if you do, 
Yeah, I almost feel like maybe we should stop telling people to review us on iTunes because we used to get iTunes reviews. Then we started. We only got iTunes reviews when we rallied a bunch of our friends to get iTunes. I mean, when people randomly true. came and and gave us iTunes reviews. That's not true. The first like half of our reviews were from friends. Maybe. And then the last half were from random strangers. Ah, uh, like that one guy who we love. Yeah. Whose bad review has helped us more than he even <laughs> or she even knows or they even know. The uh, yeah. So support us on Patreon. Uh, you, there's a bunch of stuff there now that you get only for being on Patreon podcasts that are terrible, which I think you'll really enjoy. Yeah. Cause you're still listening to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it by Pyre. Next, uh, next game we have is actually our first user submitted game that we're playing. Patreon submitted. Yeah. Yeah. One of our friends, which is what we're calling them now, mm-hmm. uh, our Patreons, uh, asked us if we would play this game. And so next game is Resident Evil, uh, seven. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. We will. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Anyway, this is the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm Kenny Myers. I'm Matthew Anderson. And thank you so much for listening. We uh, we really do appreciate it.